Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everything in between, welcome to the Kevin Clifton Show. I've got an old friend of mine on the show. Well, I, I don't want to make her sound old by saying she's an old friend of mine. I don't mean an old friend like she's really old. I mean, as in we've been friends for a long time. We've worked together. We've uh, we've done, well, different shows together. We've, we've done Broadway together. We've burned the floor, toured the world with, with Burn the Floor. Um, we've been on Strictly Come Dancing together. Um, uh, I've known her as a great dancer for a long, long time. And she's got a really, a really wicked project that she's heading up um, that I'm going to be involved with, um, which we're about to talk about in, uh, in the very near future called Rise Up With Arts. Um, she was in the, I think it was the semi-final of Strictly Come Dancing in 2013. I think I'm getting, she's nodding, I'm getting that right, yeah. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everything in between, welcome to the show, Miss Anya Garnis. Hi, Anya. Hi, my longtime old, old friend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> old, <Kevin>. old friend. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for, uh, yeah, no, thank you for the introduction. Thank you for having me. It's so good to talk to you, actually. <laughs> yeah, like we haven't, I haven't seen you in ages. When was the last time we actually saw each other? Oh, it's been definitely about a hundred years, I think. Yeah. But I mean, we haven't spoken in. I, I, to be honest with you, um, I mean, with you, it's always kind of we pick up where we left off. Yeah, and yeah, sure. I think that's the greatest thing. I don't know if it's a burn the floor bond or whatever it is. I mean, it's strictly bond because we joined the show together. We were the newbies, mm. right, that year. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, but perhaps yeah, it's been a while. Definitely, it's time. It's time to catch up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You are one of those people where I'm like, oh. Even though I haven't seen you in ages, it doesn't feel like that. It just feels like, oh, I saw you the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But so you got in touch with me a few weeks ago um, about a really exciting project, Rise Up With Arts. Um, so, and, and asked me to come and perform as, as part of it. I'm going to be singing. Um, I don't know what I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm allowed to say and what I'm allowed not to say or what's a surprise and what isn't. So why don't you tell us all about your project Rise Up With Arts? Rise Up With Arts, we, uh, well, actually, I've partnered up with, with my longtime dance partner, Pasha. So because uh, the idea came to me about late in December last year. And so I woke up one day and I just thought, you know what, I want to give a platform to all my fellow friends because some of the people were struggling not to have the focus or actually just the um, inability to, uh, you know, because at the end of the day, Instagram is becoming a little bit <laughs> overused with expressing yourself and it doesn't give you that kind of butterflies. Um, so I've decided, so I came up with this idea to give the platform at first to the artists to, um, you know, to perform. And then it became this beautiful monster where we have like the lead cast, the lead cast of Moulin Rouge coming in. And um, and then you have Kevin Clifton join you and be like, yeah, I'll sing Rock of Ages. And then, you know, because of course it was our favorite show when we were back on Broadway. But sorry, so rock, I mean, rock of ages. No, the the the, the rise up with arts is um, uh, it's a, a, it's basically stand up for the theater for the spirit of any performer. We come in unity. It doesn't matter if you come from musical theater, if you're an ice skater, <laughs> a gymnast. So well, not that far. But basically, we come together as one, and we just uh, would like to. Um, get the butterflies back in the tummy so to perform to get ready for something and of course inspire i know that it's maybe a little bit overused that word but it's 
you've made me realize that is who I am. This is who we are as artists. And I know they've told us maybe get another job or maybe learn something. And it did force us to learn new skills, you know, but um, we do need that outlet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, that's, a really, uh, that's a really big point, actually, that, uh, that I'm going to come on to in, in a minute that we've been talking a lot on the podcast about like sort of our identity as, as, as performers and how, how it's a part of us. But first, just on Rise Up With Art. So it's, it's, a, it's a variety show, really. We've got lots of different things. Yes. So yeah. when I say we come in unity as one, so yeah, it's a variety show. It's a first virtual variety show and it's a worldwide. So we want to basically, we want to broadcast from London, but you're going to travel to New York, south of France. Mm-hmm. You're going to go to Australia and Canada, New York, LA, and then we're going to bring you back to, it's, it's hopefully it's going to be exciting, but we, will, we'll ha- we have musical theater. We have Strictly Come Dancing. We've got So You Think You Can Dance. We've got uh, Dancing with the Stars. We've got the Royal Ballet. Uh, we've got amazing, like, a, like as I mentioned, Broadway shows, Chicago. We've got Rock of Ages. We've got uh, Moulin Rouge. Uh, we've got people who are legendary screenwriters and uh, like John Logan, who actually wrote Moulin Rouge and was nominated for a Tony Award. We've got the uh, legendary lyricist Don Black. If people don't know who Don Black is, you should Google him because he is he is a stud. He's 82 years old and he's going to tell us, uh, oh, he's going to inspire us because he had COVID and people um, uh, knew who he found out, found out who he was in the hospital and he was walking out of the hospital and people were singing his songs. And so it was very, uh, very touching. And he wrote every single musical basically in the history of, I mean, not, to name a few Bond movies. And, uh, you know, so he wrote lyrics for the Bond films and uh, Michael Jackson, Barbara Streisand. Yeah, just to name a few. And yes, and then Pasha is a co-creator. So we will, uh, obviously it's Pasha and Anya present. So we just, we will dance uh, a little bit, <laughs> but we're definitely going to take the focus off of us. It's not an Anya and Pasha show. I didn't want it to be that. And Pasha didn't want it to be that. So we really just want to give our friends a platform and unite us all, even though we're so far apart. So, so like, I know you don't want to make it all about you and Pasha, but I'm personally excited to see like you and Pasha dancing together again, because I haven't seen you guys dancing in, in a while. So for, for anyone who, who doesn't, I'm sure everyone does know, but for anyone who doesn't know Pasha, who she's talking about, she's talking about Pasha Kovalev from, um, from Strictly Come Dancing fame. Um, so <laughs> thing. <laughs> Pasha and Pasha and Anya, um, that, that's how I met you guys as Pasha and mm-hmm. Anya, like this was this dancing couple. So you guys, you, did, did you compete together? You competed together mm-hmm. first and then so you think you can dance. Yeah, we competed first. Well, well first we moved to the, to the States together and then we competed and then we, uh, we went to Blackpool, became second and open to the World Rising Star. It was like 900 couples. And then that year Anya was like, I'm going to go and audition for So You Think You Can Dance. <laughs> and the whole the whole competitive world was like, oh, you're mental. What are you what doing? Are you doing? So you're crazy. It's competitions. <laughs> Why yes. Do that? Kevin, then- actually, I'm st- actually, I either years ago, but I have to confess something because okay. I think I stole your phrase because you always you said something so good I remember the reason I think uh why you auditioned for Strictly or something I don't remember what where maybe it was Strictly but um 
you said I was so tired of um, impressing people. I wanted to express myself, and I stole your <laughs> punchline basically, and I have been using it a lot. <laughs> oh, I probably um, no, stole it from someone else. Don't worry. <laughs> well, no, don't, yeah, well, you you made it your own because I really when you said it, I really felt it. So that's all that matters. So, and I think it landed somewhere in me that I thought, oh my gosh, that is why I auditioned for So You Think and Dance when everybody was against it in you know especially when you're a finalist in the united states as a pro you know you just became second in blackpool in the rising stars so you just of course everybody's like you're crazy what are you doing mm. and including pasha <laughs> pasha <laughs> didn't want to audition for the show so i came on oh, my didn't. own and then uh, no 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 he 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 was like i was in the cab stuck stuck in traffic and because the, the tube was closed and basically came out and just saw this huge line auditioning for something and i was like what are you guys doing and they're like oh so you think you can dance so i was like pasha i think we should audition he was like i know i can dance <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so passionate. <laughs> yes, he's like, what's the name of the show? So you think you can dance? He's like, I know I can dance. <laughs> so I, I was like, all right, fine. But he's obviously the rest is history. So he came with me, and then the producer saw him. He didn't want to audition, and then they said, if you're not gonna come tomorrow in front of the judges, he's like, we're not gonna let her through. So yeah, so <laughs> and then it became Anya and Pasha, and yeah. uh, that was it. Yeah, yeah, because you guys were really successful on on so you think you can dance. And, but yeah. what, what was it like the process? Because like from everyone that I hear talk about so you think that like the first thing they say is like it was mad intense as a TV show. Yeah, it was. Personally, I uh, the audition process and Vegas week, what they call it. I mean, used to call it. It's what changed my life. Pasha had a horrible time auditioning, I think, because he was constant. He had to dance for his life, like three times because he just couldn't pick up choreography quick enough so it would be you know if you would you, you know I'm sorry if I'm spilling bin, beans I'm sorry but Pasha, I apologize but yeah he had to dance like three times for his life and that was his partner in Vegas because he just couldn't pick up the choreography but it, it was very intense because your brain just works completely different as, when you're a contemporary dancer or versus hip-hop like a street dancer and then you come from training for years and years and years you have the same choreography and you're perfecting it whatever that means and and then you go on something that it's like you've got 15 minutes to perform and that's it basically you have to do your best whatever that means at that time for like hip-hop <laughs> yeah, yeah. so yeah it was very intense but it did change my life um in vegas personally somebody like came up to me and like did this to me with a little fairy <laughs> like ding, you, you got this it was great show was really intense show it, it on itself was really intense mm -hmm. i think i would really struggle just with that intense pressure of like, cause I don't necessarily just pick up choreography. I'm, I'd probably be more similar to Pasha in terms of like not being able to immediately pick up the, the choreography quick. I'm not very quick with that. Like I can't imagine that like the, the, the pressure that goes with it in, <laughs> on a, on a yeah. show as well. But you guys, I feel like you guys sort of stayed a part of the show for a few years, right? You'd be invited back in, in different roles and stuff. Yeah, we contestants first, then choreographers, then all stars, then a little bit more of all stars and then <laughs> and then not old stars all stars <laughs> so and uh, yeah so all stars and then um and then yeah so we we the show has been so um 
uh, definitely so gracious to us to give an opportunity to actually to showcase our talent and it's a, a passion for choreography and it was fun to choreograph on somebody who obviously was a hip-hop dancer and for in 10 years that I stayed with the show after the audition process I've never had a ballroom dancer up until the show actually uh, went off air like two years last year or this year even I don't remember yeah so I never had a ballroom dancer so when I had a ballroom dancer uh, I didn't know what to do with him because because I was like in <laughs> 10 years I was like now I have to make now I have no excuse not to make it like technically good yeah but it was it, yeah it changes your mind completely or I mean the way you approach things yeah yeah and then how did um how did burn the floor come about was that off the back of so you think <laughs> Yeah, it was. Uh, we were rehearsing for Top 100, and then uh, of this, there were so many contestants. I remember Jason Gilkison, the creative director of Strictly Come Dancing. I was coming coming in the room, and I back in the day when I was seven or eight, we didn't have anything, any access to going. I was grew up in Siberia, so we only had cassettes to watch. And obviously, Jason was part of the crew in the finals of of the world and UK. And I remember growing up watching him, watching them, him and Peter. And basically, I just remember the feeling he's walking into the stage and he's looking at me and he's like, Anya, my name is Jason. I'm such a big fan. And I just went... (laughs) I think I just cried a little because <laughs> I look at him. I, I I literally looked at him. I didn't know what to say. I think because the season of the, the was the only season that was aired worldwide. Season three where Pasha and I took part of. So basically, so Australia apparently got to Australia. So and everybody knew. So I was like, you're a big fan. I'm a big fan. <laughs> you, don't, you don't even know. And yeah, and then he, they offered us to to come to join Burn the Floor. And that's how, yeah, that's how I met Kevy. <laughs> yeah, that's how we met. So was, did you come straight onto Broadway? Or did you, because um, I forget, like my main memory's hazy with all that. Did you talk with us before Broadway or did you come straight onto Broadway? just joining you on Broadway because I think you were joined by Dancing with the Stars uh, couple first I think it was mm. Max and Karina and then basically uh, I think they had to you guys kept you didn't know you're going to stay on Broadway for that long but people kept mm. loving the show and so you yeah. kept, kept extending 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 so we came as a filler <laughs> of like the other of the Dancing with the Stars couple but I think uh, yeah it was the best filler I've done in, <laughs> in years <laughs> yeah but all of us just being there on Broadway was like you never Growing up as a ballroom dancer, it's not something that's even on your radar, is it? It's not even something that you you think is a possibility. No. Like, oh, oh, one day I'll make it to Broadway. Like I, I never thought about that, and then suddenly when suddenly like we're, we're there with Burn the Floor, it was. It was insane. I mean, my my jaw was on the floor because I've heard of Burn the Floor, but obviously, once again, I saw the videos of Burn the Floor of what it was before. We didn't, I didn't know about the Broadway version. So it was my first time watching it in the audience. And I just remember that night so vividly, even though the rest of the memories are hazy. But that night when when you and Giselle, when that Magdalena comes on, like you just, yeah, it's just, it was amazing. And um, I remember sitting there and knowing how hard this is going to be on the body but also thinking this is probably going to be the best experience of my life <laughs> um stacy um saw a, a video of, of of me and giselle doing magdalena just recently and uh and, and she, she watched it and, and she went that's you dancing i went yeah and she went you you used to be fast didn't you 
I was like, what do you mean used to be? <laughs> uh oh, uh oh. Well, you know, <laughs> that's funny. I I if I look back, I think I'm probably gonna be the same. People are probably gonna be like, is that you? Is this you dancing? But yeah. I think we are none of us gonna be as quick as we were on Burn the Floor. Yeah. Even there is actually Robin, Robin Bobby Windsor from Strictly. So he's takes part in the rise up with arts as well so he's excited to dance again he's like i'm just so happy to be moving he said the same thing he goes i just think all the aches and pains are coming from years of doing burn the floor but yeah. it's coming only now into fruition so to speak because we just we just went like you know 150 i guess you know every single night eight times a week I mean, we you know machines we machines yeah. absolute machines back then because it's not as if we, we we didn't wrap ourselves in cotton wool and like never go out and either do you know what I mean like we were having fun while we we're in, in <laughs> New York and then we'd have slab Sundays at the end you know where would so slab Sunday and like, bowling remember Broadway bowling nights I don't Broadway know if you ever do it yeah. yeah yeah I still have friends that I made from hair but you know the show hair on Broadway yeah. still I still in touch with some people it's insane there's the bond that like I said the artist bond that we when so it's just bowling right <laughs> so yeah. it's just like, yeah, I don't get I don't make friends you know with people when I go I just like concentrate on my lane <laughs> you know <laughs> but for some reason yeah it's just there's something it was really special special times definitely mm. So then did you find that you got to express yourself as opposed to impressing? Like, did, did that come off for you? Like, how, what was the difference? On Broadway, not so much because Ooh. I feel there was so much pressure. I thought obviously it was an it, it was really exciting, but the amount of pressure that came from the creatives, I mm -hmm. felt like you know, as you can remember, we never took a day off in the sense of if the show was at eight p.m. or seven thirty p.m., we were there at one p.m. doing rumble walks yes, yeah. <laughs> around connecting to our partner, exactly. which was obviously now you look back and you're like, oh my gosh, maybe that's why we are so close. Maybe that's why Kevin feels like I haven't seen you in six years but we <laughs> pick up where we you know left off but um yeah it's definitely uh expressing it i would say um it was different the competition but i feel the pressure was so that you can never take a like a wrong step or a breath so i felt for me for some reason maybe because they gave us two days to join the broadway show yeah. <laughs> maybe because it was that's why but um yeah, it just felt if it felt a lot of pressure, but in and you know what, it felt intense. That's all. Mm, that's mm. that's how I can describe it. It's it felt really intense. Mm, that's really. But good. on the on the tour, it was great. <laughs> when oh, we did okay. the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was going to say, like, when when then is the time, like, in your career or whatever performance where you've really felt like you're not in that zone of impress, 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 and you're purely sort of expressing. Have you felt that? Like, is it, or would it be the yeah. on the floor or would it be on So You Think or, or Strictly? Or? It was actually on the tour that uh, Pasha and I created, like, because, you know, obviously everybody's got their own tours. So, um, yeah. and after the show, so I joined Pasha and for the next five years, we did tours together. And so I, th I think that at first, obviously, the intensity of wearing too many hats is producing and then starring in the show. But there was something, there was a moment where um, there was based on our lives, how we met and how I was from Siberia, he's from 
Siberia. And then we met together when I was 13, you know, and then um, and then we moved to the US together and then UK and then we didn't talk for two years. We split apart. So I think that show when it's based on something so deep on, on your yeah. basically yeah, on your life, um, it was a moment where you, you just have to be so in it in order to tell the story and for people to feel it. And there was a number where uh, at the end of the day, we actually I've always pushed the Russian lyrics away. I just never wanted to kind of dance to Russian music. Uh, but there was a beautiful, beautiful song which talks about uh, loved ones and everything at a distance. And um, my parents were uh, in the audience and my dad hasn't seen me perform live since I was 14. Mm. And when we danced to it, uh, um, obviously nobody can understand the words, but we had that little translation. And in the end, I just remember being so present at almost the whole, everything just slowed down. Mm. And I was there on my own and uh, we have to like wave in the end and you can see our parents appear. I photographed some of our parents appearing and the screen. So, and we kind of just waving as we were saying goodbye. So that was a cool moment for me to kind of came in full circle, having my parent, my dad, especially that yeah, scene yeah, since yeah. I was 14. That's really cool. Yeah. What, what, what age did you start dancing? Uh, why? The reason what, why? What age? Uh, I think I was uh, eight. Yeah. Eight. I think I was, yeah. And, and what was like, Really old, by the way. In Russia, it's like you're way past your years. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Starting at five or four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's, that's it. I'm interested because um, I have a, I have a, a few particular thoughts on this. Like in Russia, because I, I spent nine months living in Moscow, and what for you, like or grow, growing up as a kid, what was like training like in, in Russia, or like did you feel like it was different to when you're in America or in or in the UK, like? Is a big difference. Yeah, I think it was a huge, uh, I think the intensity that what comes with like when you say, oh, I went to a proper Russian school training. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, it, it comes with it, the long hours and kind of a little bit more of a, uh, you know, the push kids slightly more. Mm -hmm. And you do have a lot of, you know, the kids that are dancing, you do have proper dance moms and dads in the audience right. watching but you come from a dance family as well yeah, so I don't know yeah. if it's so it's it's that it's that guidance but yet it's kind of like nope you got to go rehearsal you got to do this oh I don't want to nope you have to you're not going to do this so it's almost yeah it was you always was put in front of this I remember since a kid like if I wanted this I have to rehearse if I wanted mm -hmm. like something fun to go play with my friends I had to go dance and rehearsal so it was definitely guided <laughs> yeah. firmly yeah so I yeah. think that's the difference and then when I left home when I was 13 um when I was living without my parents that's where I met Pasha yeah that was a uh that was a, I would say I wouldn't change a thing but it was brutal um uh, amount of hours in a day at, on yeah. top of your studies and you have to go to had to go to school and stuff so it was intense mm. for four years yeah because mm. you know what I found when um, so I, I obviously just grew up training in the UK and, you know, on the competition scene. And then um, I, when I was dancing with Anna Melnikova, um, we, we went and lived in, I lived in Moscow for about nine months. And like we were training at uh, Viktor Nikovsky's uh, in, you know, Ruski club. In, in <laughs> at least you ended up in Moscow. So that was good. You could have been somewhere <laughs> on <Yeah>. the outskirts. <laughs> um, but when, when I first went, like as just this English kid, I, I was slightly nervous when, when, when I was sort of going over there. Um, 
and you know you sort of hear stories and the per the perception was like you're going to be training basically 24 hours a day you're going to be doing rumba walks around the room and they're going to like hit your legs with sticks and it's going to be like it's boom 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 and you know beware of everybody you know it was all this mentality but what i found when i got there was i found that in england everyone was competitive with each other like everyone was the enemy you know that, that whoever wow. was whoever was training next to you at a practice night or whatever like they at some point might be your competition. So you have to be better than them. You have to outdo them. You don't let them into any of your secrets. Da, 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 da. And when I got to Russia, I found that there was a real, like the difference for me, and maybe it's different when you're a kid growing up or, or like when you're adult, I don't know, but there was a real like collective attitude to it. Like we, we went into like the, the club, Viktor Nikovsky, uh, it's called Ruski Club, right? Ruski um, Club. Yeah. Russian Club. Um, and I felt like even though like you might be competing against all of these people there, everyone was very involved in each other's progress in a way. Like I, I felt like I think people watch yeah. each other and almost help each other. And, and they were immediately friendly towards me and immediately sort of welcomed me into like their gang, you know, like- and, Such and, an amazing observation, especially as a younger kid. Yeah, no, that's true. It's absolutely true. Hmm. It, it, yeah, I can see how, the reason why those clubs to this day, I think it exists and it thrives is because it's the that bond. It's like mm -hmm. kind of like a, the burn the floor bond that we had on Broadway. It's almost that's what the Russian culture has, um, mm -hmm. you know, or had. I was a you know, part of it as well. Yeah, you definitely support from the younger. Like it doesn't matter if you're eight or you're 16, you kind of just support each other. As, yeah. a, as, a, as a club, as a dance club. No, it mm -hmm. sounds club. Club sounds really as a dance studio, I guess. Yeah. But like, even if something went well for me, like the, the other guys there like would be immediately happy for me. And at first that was real weird for me. It, it, it was like, why are you so, like they must be pretending. Like, like I was like, I, I didn't trust anyone because in England, like it, it was like, no one was happy for anyone doing well. It was like, we must beat them or. Wow, or I didn't know that. And then it's, That's... you know, there's something funny going on and you know, ah, fight, 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 yeah. fight, fight, you know. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, now I understand what you're saying. Yeah, it's definitely in the States, it was a little bit like that. Yeah, because mm -hmm. you coming in and everybody's got their own mentors, right? You've got like Bibi Ketov, like huge names, you know, in the in the industry. And, you know, and she's she's prepping this couple and they're prepping in a different school. They're prepping like um, Shirley Ballas is teaching somebody else and they don't come to the same schools to teach because, you know, God forbid, we're going to have different pieces of choreography, you know, so it's uh, yeah, it's uh, it was definitely more split in the states than it it, it was more unis. Maybe because we didn't have that many choices in Russia, and I think the only way that you can you you knew how is to support each other when you do something that you love, you know. Mm -hmm. And and also, I don't know whether this was just specific to that club that I found, or you know, or whether this is across the board. There there was a real sense of like, um, what's the word like everyone took responsibility for themselves so like yeah you know like in england it's like if you were trying to win that competition but you came second or third the immediate response would be to look for what what was the reason for that it's not my fault i dance great 
So was it some kind of politics? Was it some mm -hmm. kind of like, you know, just it was someone else's fault all the time. You're looking for the reasons of why the system was messing you up, you know. Um, yeah. Whereas I, I found like in, in, in Russia, like I'm, I, there was some competition and some guy, like I can't remember who it was, but like there was a situation where some guy had like danced amazing and we all thought that he danced amazing, but he got a terrible result. Mm -hmm. And I was like, so like, oh man, I'm so sorry. That is like, you know, my British attitude was like, this is out of order. This should not have happened to you, da, 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 you know? And, you know, I, I was like, are you gonna say something? Like, what are you gonna do about this? And, and, and the attitude was like, he turned around to me and went, dance better. And I was like, wait, but, but you deserved, you, you should have won that competition. And he was like, but I didn't win the competition. I came fifth. So I have to dance better. And I was like, wow, this is really interesting. Like, it sounds so simple, but that, that's not how it ever was in England. <laughs> but it's such a great observation that because at the end of the day, you are your own competition. Mm. So, and that's what kind of, I think that's what the Russian training, you know, because I, coming to the US, I do know that uh, a lot of people were comparing Mm. And it was very strange to me because I kind of grew up thinking that, okay, if I can do two turns today, maybe tomorrow I can do three, <laughs> you know, or so, you, yeah, so it's a different, yeah, it's a different mentality. Yeah. So, but not, not, not one is not worse than the other, but obviously yeah. it's just, a, but do you think it's because you obviously been thrown into, not thrown, but you ended up just kind of basically born into a dance family. So do you think it's because you were so young and, uh, I don't know. You were kind of, kind of like, like a sponge, you know, uh, you were just feeling all this, uh, you know, how UK system is versus, you know, where you went to Russia. Maybe. Yeah. I just like lived in it from, from really young. And, and obviously my parents were very much in, in, in that world and, and sort of the top level of that world. So like, I feel like from being young, like I knew a lot about the ballroom industry and the system and, and, you know, I knew, you know, we can all accept that, you know, there's politics involved. It's not always just whoever's the best is the winner. You know, it's not, it's not, I guess it's always like that. So maybe I was just, I've grown up so in that world and knowing that, that like, just, I think when I went to Russia, it was the first time that some, someone just took that attitude, at least that it hit me anyway, that, that, mm -hmm. that actually the better attitude was just to like, I, I don't think they would ever say like, no, there's no politics. Everything's completely fair. But like at the same time, it's like, what do you want me to do about it? The only thing that I can control is that I is my own dancing. Mm. There's no yeah. point in me worrying about all the rest of the stuff. Like I've, I've just got to, if, if I don't get this result, I've just got to take care of what I can take care of and then and, and get on with that and it was so like enlightening for me when, when I was there I was like wow yeah. well I think yeah I now I understand why because even coming to burn the floor and watch you because I don't think I've seen I've met you before uh, burn the floor mm. um or seen you dance our paths kind of never crossed when we competed mm. uh but um yeah you had such a distinctive style always of your own you know it was just like it was Kevin Clifton you know what I mean so you on burn the floor I have to say everyone did but it's just you had a very distinctive style that I can see how why you wanted to impress I mean express yourself not impress people mm -hmm. at the thing because you know some of the things you can you know you're not so free also when you're competing yeah yeah 
Yeah, well, I definitely had that moment that you said that you had like going into So You Think You Can Dance. Like I, I definitely had that moment where I was like, I don't feel good in my own dancing here. Like in, mm. in competition world, I need to find something else. Like, and, and Burn the Floor was it for me. Like it sort of un unlocked it all. Amazing. Um, so you were, t and you were talking about like sort of your identity of, as being a performer, like you realize mm. that like this is, this is you, like it's a massive part of you. And it's something we've been talking about the last few weeks actually on the, on the podcast, this idea of like why maybe a lot of performers have have sort of struggled during this lockdown um or you know or look, maybe like have struggled to look for a sense of purpose is because it it never feels like just a job to a per to a performer like some people are really into their job some people aren't right some people just yeah it's their nine to five job they go and do it they do it because it pays the bills and that's fine and then they they live their life outside of that and they're, they're not sort of connected to their job but i feel like for most performers like performing is their life and is such a massive part of who yeah. they are. So I'm assuming that that is what you're feeling. And how have you, how have you found lockdown in general? Hmm. You know, to be honest with you for the past couple of years, like trying to make a transition from dance to acting a little bit more. And that's the reason why I decided to go back to LA and uh, you just dancing is a, this is, it's all I know. I, I haven't done anything else. And the lockdown helped me to kind of to pivot this in more of a positive perspective. And that's why how Rise Up With Arts came, you know, into play because um, I think finding your identity as an artist, whether we sing, whether we dance, it's a journey like everything else. So as we, if we go to, an, uh, I keep saying a normal job, you know, like you would say nine to five. Yeah. You, you get better with time. You know, you, you know, if you, in finance, you kind of, you get promoted and you get better. So it's the same thing with, with being an artist, I think. So first, I mean, I, I know you asked me a few questions, but so first about the identity, I think it's almost, mm. you, you know, I think it's a journey. And yes, of course, this, the lockdown didn't make it easy on us because we just lost the, 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 uh, the outlet, so to speak, because we will, I always say, you know, it takes three ingredients in, in the theater. Yeah. We have to have the, the, the play, the actor and the audience. Mm. So if we don't have, one of those things is just it's not complete and the audience part has been removed from us and mm -hmm. and then uh people were forced my friends were forced some of my friends were forced to find other jobs like even to work in mcdonald's and i'm not saying that working mcdonald's is a bad thing but i'm just saying that she no. wasn't even qualified to work in mcdonald's yeah, because she hasn't done anything yeah, else yeah. because we don't have any other cv right to present to people yeah and so and i just um i you know i've done a lot of uh work with few of my friends that artists over over the summer last summer that uh we did a few tools where i just said to them listen just find your voice it's this it, it's a time to find your voice if you're not sure of who you are as a performer then um, you know how one, you know um, we have this phrase as a in 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 our, our world of art. It's like you, when you arrive as a performer, not that you can get better, but you kind of like it clicks and you kind of know. I know how to get that performance to that level. Yeah. So, and I just encouraged a few of my um, friends, their artists, singers, that I just said, find your voice in this time to make sure that you don't just go, oh, should I have white hair, like blonde hair? Should I have like short hair? Should I have like, should I be thinner? Should I be taller? Should I be like this? 
find who you are and find yourself. And obviously it comes from within and finding your voice is obviously being more comfortable with yourself. And yeah. so not changing styles so much anymore, kind of, oh, maybe I should sing like this or maybe I should dance like this. It's yeah. kind of find your thing, what works for you, what kind of doesn't matter what the outside world thinks, doesn't matter what the audience thinks in a way uh, or the, your agents or something, just you. Yeah. Yeah. like a something deeper layer of you mm -hmm. and um and then what was the question <laughs> uh, uh, like so well yeah you're answering it so like the idea of identity as as a performer and, a, and as a person and how that's linked mm -hmm. and um and then lock how has lockdown been for you like how, yeah. how have you experienced it yes I felt with all the moving, you know, going between Los Angeles and London, I was traveling, just had a few projects here and there. Um, it's just uh, was almost I felt like I was running behind. And when the lockdown happened at first, I just felt I know it's awful to say, but I just felt like, OK, what's OK? I can I can kind of like take a moment. And then um, and then of course, that didn't last, you know, too long. After a week later, you're like, all right. What can I be getting and, on? <laughs> yeah, how, yeah. You know, how do you keep your mental health and and everything in order? And just obviously we we so we so used to being active and then we we couldn't anymore, you know. And um, so I personally dived into 500 hours of yoga uh, and I did um, I did a whole study of philosophy and it changed my outlook on so many things the way I approach uh my dancing now the way I approach even creating rise up with arts the way I even you know approach my creative process with Pasha so it's it changed a lot of the things that's cool oh, that's and it kept great. me in shape <laughs> <laughs> oh man I, I was like the first first couple of months maybe of lockdown like that, that first lockdown I was like no, you know what? I haven't had a break in so long, like a proper break. I'm going to use this to have a, a proper break. I'm not going to mm -hmm. worry about anything. I'm not going to worry about what I'm eating, you know, <laughs> or, or whatever. And honestly, two months later, Stace found a picture the other day of me at that point. I look like Homer Simpson. It was, oh. like, <laughs> it was like... <laughs> I, well, I want you to send me that photo. <laughs> <laughs> no, so then I was like... But then, yeah, you're right. I was the same. I, I got to a point where I was like, okay, I don't like this now. I don't, mm. I don't like not doing anything. I've got to do something. But then that's where the interesting bit is. It, it's in the what you choose to do at that point. And that's exactly. important. It's like what you choose to do. Not like, don't just go for the things that you think you should be doing. Or like you say, you, what your agent thinks you should be doing or what whoever Mm -hmm. that you should be doing that's placed upon you by someone else it's that what do you want to do at that point see that's another that's another punchline i will steal from you <laughs> not <laughs> what you not it's not it's not what you should be doing it's what mm. you want to, to do yes yeah, yeah. And, and i i think it, obviously we wish that this hadn't have happened like the, the, this pandemic you know on a, on a macro level obviously we you know it's not it's not a good thing for anyone but no, we can find the positives in it. I think it's and we should. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. We have to, yeah. don't we? We have to look for what positives we can find. Is is okay? It's given us this time, and exactly what you just said is like it's that that time to sort of get in touch with finding yourself, like who who you are, because there's no other pressures involved as a performance. Exactly. Like, what do you want 
and then yeah and that's when it's not the truth but all the all of it comes out right we can look at it as a whole because all of a sudden you know nothing is holding you back your agent is not pushing or something is not pushing you you're not getting that job that you you thought you were gonna get so it's you with you on your own trying to figure it out and discover because i think that's that is that has been the biggest journey i think for a lot of people during all this like i lost count how many lockdowns we have between la and here it's like it's just uh, it's what we choose what we chose to do during this time and how well it's basically yeah all, all, all what you said I don't mean to sound like a broken record but it's the how do we spend our energy are we it's about mental strength and I call it mental fit, fitness so it's just it's about that kind of um, uh, are we actually gonna get up today and make sure that like I always wanted to do yoga for years and years and years and years knew nothing about it and then for two months after the lockdown I just thought you know what I, I just have to do this because I can't sit here and just wish for, for it to you know to be better at it to be more flexible which i thought that yoga is all about is just to be flexible but obviously in your mind <laughs> not in the body so it's yeah. definitely taught me a few uh, you know a lot not a few uh, a lot of things but yeah it's what it's 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 making a decision feeling but actually doing yeah at the end of the day yeah yeah, yeah. i love it and i love i love that it's it's rise up with arts has been born out, out of all of this like it's so it's a real passion project then like and it's and it's truthful to you and what you're feeling and what you want to do like it's, it's i'm feeling all of it kevin it's one of the hardest things i've ever done and i've never like passion and i would dance together for like it's going in the 20th year <laughs> and yeah we started when we were five no no, no. <laughs> no but it's a uh, uh, it's a uh, it's one of the hardest things, one of the most rewarding things I've done, but it's, uh, it's definitely came out of that, having that space in my mind. And, uh, it's and I, actually one of the scariest because every day I say, I'm just, I'm really, I'm really scared because it's, you know, you want to give that platform and you want to be, you want to give the best of the best because people, amazing people are coming on board to donate their time. And it's so, it's like one, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big advocate like in the U S uh, you know, I used to say like don't agree to the job that pays you five dollars for an hour for the whole day you have to we have to stand up for ourselves as dancers as performers because we're always under you know i mean i'm speaking the truth like underrated right yeah. and so and i feel like you don't go to an amazing lawyer and be like you're so amazing can you please do this uh case for free yeah <laughs> i mean yeah. for me you know what i mean mm -hmm. or you go to the best doctor and be like i want you come and join but nothing in return. <laughs> and uh, so, but for artists, you know, you pick up the phone and you just be like, you know, I called you and I said, Kevin, you know, you've got so much energy, like you've got this amazing energy. You're singing now. It's so good. I really, I personally can see it would be a pleasure for me to, you know, for you to come in and join the show and have you uh, as part of Rise Up With Arts. And, uh, and then you were like, yeah man yeah for sure <laughs> just i'm in <laughs> and it's almost like you're preparing yourself with people to be like yeah but but what else what else and you just go and you just went yeah it's fine yeah. and um it's cool to me but it's it's one of the hardest things because we want to give back to the artists because who are donating their time to 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 raise money with uh for theater support fund that we're working with and mm -hmm. the actors fund in the u.s and uh, theater support fund is amazing two guys started this after the first lockdown just less than a year they raised over 600,000 pounds across 
across the whole industry, not just not just actors, not just yeah. you know singing, but people who actually work in the industry and including um, NHS, which is not part of the industry, but they just thought it's one of the charities they're working with. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. You just reminded me of when you were talking about all that, like how we undersell ourselves and like the the um the sort of value of what we do. There's that story about um was it Picasso? I think it's I think it was Picasso, you know, the artist uh, Picasso. That story about when someone comes up to you know the story, yeah, like to, to like we no, say it, say it to us, say it to us. I love yeah. that. I, I don't want to get it wrong, but it's something like someone came over to Picasso and was like, oh my God, you're Picasso. Like, we, would you, you know, you're amazing, big fan. Would you like draw something for me on this napkin? So Picasso like draws something <laughs> for them and they're like, oh, amazing. They go to take it and Picasso's like, that'll be, and I can't remember the amount that he it said. Was, it was about like, it was, it's going to be like uh, 30,000 or, yeah. or 30,000 30, euros or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Whatever the currency was, it was like, that'll be 30,000. And they're like, what? But you just, that didn't cost you anything. You just drew that on a napkin. It right took you there. three seconds. Yeah, yeah. It took you three seconds. And he's like, that took me my whole life of working and struggling and not being paid and da, 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 to get to this point. Where, it, took, it took me 30 years to get to to make something for you in three seconds. That's yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It took me 30 years to get to a point where I can make something in three seconds. Yeah. And and to where like I'm can do something that you value in three seconds. And also that you would even come over to me to ask me to do it. It's like like people don't think about all the of process, that. the journey. Yeah. Yeah. It happened to me once when I was at um I was on Strictly by this point and someone asked me to do, come and do a show at their dance school. And, and, you know, you, you charge whatever it is that we charge for, for doing shows. And, and mm -hmm. my prices had gone up in the last few years because I was on Strictly and, you know, whatever. Demand. Yeah. Otherwise yeah, demand, demand wouldn't be right. able to. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this, and then this guy, like, he sort of judges on the Sunday circuit. Like he kicked up such a fuss on Facebook, but oh, these people, they forget where they come from. Yeah. They forget the people that, that made them. And I'm like, sorry, you didn't make me. You know, I, I put a lot of effort and money and time into this, into where we are now, into- And your health and everything. You yeah. just, you know, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So the point where you now, it's the same as the Picasso thing. So the point where you now want me to come to your school and do this. And it's like, well, surely you want to give back. And like, well, <laughs> like, did you give me anything when I was struggling and had no money and was, was giving yeah. everything I'd got? Couldn't pay my rent, couldn't yeah, buy couldn't, food. Couldn't yeah. Like, were you helping me at that point? Who am I giving back to here? Like, you, you, want, you want me to perform at your school because... You, people will buy tickets to it. Absolutely, yeah. So, so they will money. they will profit on you yeah. because they put your name, yeah, front. Yeah, yeah. But like it's, it's such, but it, as artists, a lot of the time, it's like we, we're, we're so dedicated to our art. It's like what we were saying before, like it's our identity is, is our art. So sometimes like we, we feel funny about 
ask him for any money for it or anything like that. It's just like, you well, know. it's okay because yeah, we're not used to using our voice in a way. That's why I mean, I mean, in the previous conversation, not previous, but earlier than we were like warming up before the show, yeah. you and I would chat it, and uh, I just said it's uh, it's funny how we I think rise up with ours. I said I'd love the opportunity for people to talk to have this um, ability to say something how they feel and even if it's after performance or how during lockdown because at the end of, it's not just a dance bow go or saying you know something go we're actually going to be able to hear and hear, you know and I think it's important to give artists voice and that led me to the question to you it's like is that why you created your podcast do you think it's because you kind of you know, expressing yourself uh, is obviously um, it's a it's a one way to express your voice. But is this why you created your amazing podcast? <laughs> um, yeah, I think so. Like, I just I love talking to artists and creatives, and I, and I love hearing about it. And I love you know I love listening to podcasts anyway, and hearing about like mm. the process behind stuff. And and I thought it would be wicked to just talk to loads of people, loads of performers about what what they do and their lives and what they go through because all people see is like that end product. People see the song or the dance or the, you know, the, 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 the play or whatever. And people assume, oh God, their lives must be so amazing and glamorous and, and da, 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 da. And then you hear all the process that's gone on just to get to that point or even just, just to do that performance that night, like what different people go through and how, you know, the, the changes of state that they put themselves through to get there and stuff like I, I just find that so interesting and 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 I think like you said we, we don't hear from performers in that context enough we yeah. just see we just see the the end product all the time yeah um, and it's it's like in our job right if you don't get the job you don't know why you didn't get the job <laughs> so it's so it's almost like you're always in this in this feeling of like you hanging <laughs> over something well at least like with with acting and dancing in the past yeah i just i just know that you just you, you don't get the job you're like oh fine i didn't get the job but it, you never get an explanation is mm -hmm. i know it's not i know it means that they're not getting in touch with you so <laughs> it's it would be nice so i think yeah that urge of probably having uh you know that feeling that okay well why and how and maybe to ask questions so actually the, the ability now you have the opportunity to ask questions and yeah you know, yeah no, bring I, some bring more of like casting directors on the show and be like why yeah 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 that's a good idea actually it should get casting directors on and then and, and talk about like why they make their decisions and stuff that's that's i'm, I'm gonna write that down right now oh <laughs> casting directors on. Okay. Yeah, I think it would be great to know because, you know, I mean, they all say that they respect artists, but I think it would be great to know if it's a no, but you don't get and not, you literally get nothing. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, that's how I got like two, uh, two, about 10 years, nine years ago, Adam Shankman was shooting uh, Rock of Ages, talking about Rock of Ages. Yeah. And uh, um, I, you know, I auditioned two months prior to that and no one called me nothing. So I was like, it's a no. And two months later, they called me. I was in the airport and they were like, hey, we're just going from Miami casting da, 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 something. He was like, oh, I just wanted to let you know that you got the part. I'm like, what part? <laughs> and they were like, you got the part of Destiny, one of the girls that like running the club and stuff. And I was like, what? It was two months ago. And uh, but it didn't have a, like acting agent at that time. And it was um, yeah. But talking about Rock of Ages, can we just talk about how many times we ran? to run over to like across the street from our yeah. show watch. how many times have you seen it on broadway <laughs> oh i've done it so many times like because it was on the street over from us wasn't it on, on broadway mm -hmm. it was on like the next street 
And I feel like there was, it was like press night or something that we all went to and I had such a good time. Like we all got dressed up all Rocky. And yeah, stuff. yeah. For me, it was my normal wardrobe at the time. <laughs> For you, it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I had such a good night. And, and I was, I just fell in love with the show. I was like, this is, this is everything, this show. And I'd sort of for years thought, oh, one day, one day I want to be in uh, Rock of Ages. And um, yeah, we, we went back to see it multiple times, didn't we? We became I've, friends. Eight friendly. or nine times. Yeah, I've seen it myself on Broadway. Yeah, yeah. And we became good mates with the cast and, and used to hang out with them all the time at the glass mm -hmm. house. Um, yeah. <laughs> The next door with the little, yeah, cheeseburgers, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then funnily enough, um, the second, in, in 2013, when, when I finally sort of got onto Strictly, because I sort of got rejected by Strictly a couple of mm. times, um, I ended up, oh God, that's my phone. That's okay. <laughs> Fun, funnily enough, yeah, like, I, I'd been auditioning for Strictly and got rejected a couple of times. And then in, in 2013, when I thought it was a no, I um, was in touch with Rock of, Rock of Ages with recasting again in London. And I was going to audition for Rock of Ages. And then oh at the last minute, I, I got a yes from Strictly. They opened up a new, a new place. And that was the year that we both yeah. joined. But I was going to be auditioning for Rock of Ages that year. And now everything came in full circle. And circle you became Stacey Jack. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why I can't wait to sing. sing so you know what they say, it's always the right time at the right place, right? It happens huh? at the right time. It, it happens at the right time. So yeah. you were not meant to be doing that at that time. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then funnily enough, because um, I know you've got um, Ricky and Aaron and uh, like from Moulin Rouge. Robin, yeah. Uh -huh. Robin, yeah. From, yeah. from Moulin Rouge are going to be performing at Rise Up With Us. So last Christmas not Christmas just gone the one before um we were in New York and we went to see it um you're one of the lucky ones who actually got to see it yeah. I haven't seen the show oh my god it, it, it was amazing and and obviously I was meeting uh, Ricky afterwards so Ricky Rojas who was on burn the floor with us on Broadway he's now in Moulin Rouge um I was meeting with Ricky afterwards and um sort of went through the stage door back backstage and, and we stood like there's a few of us waiting to see like our friends that were in the show and just chatting to a few people. I'm chatting to someone to my right. And then I look to my left and it was um, Constantine from <laughs> Rock of Ages Broadway. Rock of Ages. <laughs> it was stood right next to me who played the lead in Rock of Ages. And I was like, oh my God. And he was slightly like, he wasn't sure. He was like, where do I know you from? I was like, mm. 2009 Broadway <laughs> on the floor and Rock of Ages like we were all hanging out together he was like oh my god <laughs> like, yeah yeah um, yeah so that, so that's exciting that them Moulin Rouge guys are doing uh are doing right they're so yeah they're, they're really like so they are gonna be the Ricky is gonna be performing not gonna say what but uh the Moulin Rouge yeah they all have such a nice banter so we're talking yeah. about all the we're gonna talk to them about how the show was created how is it different from the film we're gonna show the footage like the pictures and photos that have never been seen by anybody but then Ricky is gonna close the the segment <laughs> yeah. amazing for anyone that hasn't seen or heard Ricky Rojas, uh, Ricky yeah. Rojas before like he is unbelievable like he's so good like because so he used to give me singing lessons while we were on Broadway because I was brilliant oh I remember that I yeah I, I was playing him in beer yeah, yeah. 
it was it was he wouldn't accept any money from me it was like just all just buy my beers every time we go out and i'll give you singing <laughs> lessons i was like all right fine. And <laughs> well good for you to go and you know i mean you obviously always kept up with it i mean have you been singing since you were little or um not not having lessons since mm. I was little, no. I mean, I've okay. always enjoyed it. I've always enjoyed singing and been a big musical theatre fan. Um, so, like, doing it in my own time. But then I started taking it more seriously sort of around that time. And then Ricky started, yeah. Uh, yeah, doing, giving me lessons and stuff. Well, you're the perfect example of, you know, following your passion or a different type of voice, but then you also worked on it, right? So you, you yeah. found a way yeah. to take lessons and stuff. So because, you know, those are things, yeah, it can be developed, but you've got to rehearse, got to put time to it. And Yeah, well, and I think if, if it, it comes back to what you said about, like, really finding yourself and not, like, just the things that everyone else wants. Um, mm. Because I think if you find that and you, and you know that it's what you want and you know that it's you and you enjoy it, like, it's a lot easier to put the work in. Like, like with this project, you're saying like rise up with us. It's like, it's scary every day and it's a yeah. lot of work and it's like, <laughs> like, you know, it's really like consuming you, but, mm -hmm. but the truth is you're passionate about it. Yes. So, it, that's so what drives it forward. So you do yeah. It. yeah. Yeah. Whereas if it wasn't really a passion, if it was just something that you were doing because someone else had said, you should probably do this. Yeah. Like, the effort wouldn't go in in the same way and it wouldn't be as, as big as a success as it's becoming. A hundred percent. Hopefully, yes, <laughs> yes, it's becoming. It's like I said, it's at the end of the day, we're all going to be there. Amazing people are going to be there. And it's going to be nonstop, <laughs> two <laughs> hours theater show. So it's good. It's yeah, it's going to be brilliant. But I've got some footage of you that we're going to bring up that maybe people haven't seen it before. Oh, so <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. yeah, the cast, the, the, I mean, not the cast, the creators of Rock of Ages were really kind. <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> Maybe not to you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is a show. No. I have no idea uh, what this is. <laughs> no, 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 no. You won't. <laughs> just a few photos. <laughs> no, it's great. It's great. It's uh, it, honestly, it's going to be so amazing to see for your fans. You know, obviously, they probably, your fans already probably had the opportunity of some almost uh, come to see you, you know, when you were touring, but uh, as Stacey Jacks at Rock of Ages. But I think just knowing the ins and outs, and I just think that is so much closer to your heart than people might realize. So, mm -hmm. and uh, catching up on that today was great as well, <laughs> just oh, for God. me to know because I remember the days when it was literally like we were you know running across the street you know just even on the day off like on the dark day because they yeah. actually were playing on Mondays yeah. and we were just going in and yeah it's like eight times like who does that <laughs> <laughs> we do <Yeah>. we did <laughs> um and I feel like we can't um we can't do this whole chat without uh without talking about Strictly you did Strictly Come Dancing as well like Broadway oh, yeah. Floor, you've done So You Think You Can Dance you've done Strictly Come Dance like you've done it all um, yes yeah so how was your experience on on Strictly just in terms of like the performance and how did that feel that was different to <laughs> Burn the Floor or different to So You Think You Can Dance like 
To be honest with you, I was in the U.S. at that time and I just finished Rock of Ages, the film. And so I was, uh, or the following year. And so then I did uh, um, Dancing with the Stars live in Vegas, which did so amazingly. It was one of those things that was there for two months, supposed to be a month. And then it's like six months later, <laughs> five months yeah. later, we were still there. Yeah. And um, and then, yeah, one opportunity, actually, Jason Gilkison called me up and he said, would you like to come to, to do something like this? And of course, for a ballroom dancer, even though I was trying to make my transition, I uh, for to acting, uh, I uh, was like, well, of course, I always wanted to do it. It's almost one of those things that you want to kind of tick. You know, there is there is a list, you know, maybe some people say there is no list, but there is a list. <laughs> and uh, so and of course, uh, it's one of the amazing one of the most the greatest opportunities for a ballroom dancer to take part of something that. Uh, you will be able to take someone on a journey. And it's tr truly rewarding to see. I mean, my year, I think the Rob, you know, Patrick Robinson was supposed to eliminate it like early on. And he yeah, just yeah. kept going through and kept going through, even with a fractured hand. And then uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. But overall, of course, it's it's uh, like it was everything and more. It was intense. And I don't know what happened. So, but it's a whole different conversation. I think at the end of the day, I was the only girl standing in the semifinal. Yeah. And I remember you were like, congratulations it's so good you were um when i was eliminated before the final i remember you came to me and you said um thank you so much for pushing us to be better with the choreography i think and then because i was always a fan of your choreography or something but i think you really like maybe the pieces that i did or something yeah, yeah, and then and I never, and I never for, forgot because I, again, it's a few things, right? Maybe because you're so vulnerable, you do think you're like your life is ending because you're getting eliminated, <laughs> but you're really not, you know? And, but at that time, I think what you said, it really stayed with me. And, uh, but yeah, I don't know why I was never asked back, but they did ask me back to come, to come back, you know, over and over again as a choreographer, mm -hmm. as opposed to, you know, but it's a whole different kind of conversation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's uh, for, from a creative point of view, it's definitely, Definitely pushing your boundaries if you uh, if you're lucky to get the music that you want and the you know the the yeah. the, the right dancing and of course you know the right partner yeah 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 and and with the with the choreography then like because you're a great choreographer and 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 that's like, you always <laughs> Thank you. great stuff and that's why you always get asked to, to, to do all this stuff as well like is that something that you're still pursuing now or is it more about like that acting and other stuff that you're doing I think, well, I channeled it definitely with Pasha and during Pasha's tours. So we did it for mm -hmm. four years, five years. And uh, yeah, was, so we choreographed uh, every year. It was a different tour and we had like magic in Hollywood and let's, let's dance the night away. So I definitely think that it's something that comes so easily to me. And, uh, um, and I do, I've, I have fun doing it. So yeah, it would be, it would be amazing to do a project, something like, like a West End show, like mm -hmm. what Pasha is doing at the moment. So he's creating a, a choreography to never existed music before which i think it's so much fun it's you know because as our you know us as artists we always have a we're giving a piece of music and we're just doing this but yeah. not to have the music helping to create a music that's that's a whole different ball game so that would be the next challenge i think that would be great mm. and I, I feel like rise up with arts is going to be like a big celebration of of the arts all, all like a few lots of different arts and um you know, we're, we're at a point right now where we're hearing bits of news, like when can things start to open? Like it feels like there's light at the end of the tunnel. Um, what do you think the, the future holds for 
the arts industry, the entertainment industry. Do you, do you think people are going to flock back to theatres? Do you think they're going to be cautious? Um, you know, are you I, yeah. about the Somebody just said that, uh, well, I think, I hope we can at least bring not so much work i want to say work i don't want to avoid the word work to the artist and and by by that i mean if the shows are going to open it would be amazing to have artists to work towards something and to inspire even though if it's at 50 percent capacity even though i know that um a few days ago i think like on bbc i think andrew lloyd weber was talking about that in order for theater to break even so actually it has to be at 80 percent capacity so i don't know how that's gonna work for you know in logistics to everything to I mean, but um, I hope that we can jump in. We're going to be careful. Things are moving forward for us. You know, people are getting, you know, vaccinated or we learn how to obviously behave ourselves in public. So wear masks and stuff. So I know it's like we what what are times what we're living in? It's um, but yes, I hope I hope we can dive right back in because I think it's a huge part of our lives. And I think Netflix or any of those shows, it just would not going to cut it for us. Even though we are as human beings, we're the creatures of just kind of like, well, that's fine. We've got TV. We actually are very lucky. Even though we go through this uh, horrific times, we're actually really lucky because we, we have TV, we have electricity <laughs> and all of that. Yeah, but yeah. I think nothing is like live performance. There's just nothing like it. The amount of the that energy, the elevation, it's just, it's uh, I you know I don't want to be too yogi on you, but it's it's it all becomes we all energy and you know it's this this exchange where it's equal right so it's the the, the like that butterflies before the curtain goes up you mm -hmm. know and it's the same for the audience that anticipation for the audience when before the curtains goes up and there's nothing like it it's just yeah. you know <laughs> no, I completely agree there is nothing like live performance and and like about a couple of chats on here where, where we're talking about you know how has how has this changed the uh the performing arts you know like people are being creative in different ways you know at home like people are doing plays on zoom with green yeah. screen and you know and all of this stuff and like i i i look at it and go it's all amazing and everyone's doing brilliant jobs but it, it can't replace live theater like forever do you know yeah. what I mean? It can't be yeah, like, oh, no. oh, it's this now. Like, there's like live. Yeah, a hundred percent. It might change the 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 people, the way people casting people. Like, you yeah. maybe you don't need to go in the room anymore because mm -hmm. the screen is more important. What jumps at you or through the screen, you know? But yeah. I think nothing can, like you said, replace the a live play. It's we're going hundreds and hundreds and hundreds years back. You know, it's engraved mm -hmm. in us in every. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So it's uh, yeah, it's definitely part of an audience as well. I mean, I meet everybody like from two-year-old like literally she's like, I love theater so much we've got Patricia Kelly who, who is continuing Gene Kelly's legacy and we've got a three-year-old boy who just nobody taught him how to do sing in the rain but he's literally there singing the words he had he had to learn it but alive when they were filming it they were like the the, the camera doesn't do justice <laughs> you know when you watch the camera it just doesn't do justice when you watch this little boy live it's obviously you know like everything else is more alive <laughs> yeah. yeah well I can't wait for Rise Up With Arts. It's going to be it's, it's going to be an awesome event. Um, how does everyone watch it? 
So we're going to be, so please go to uh, riseupwithearts.com. So it's a, it's an event bride system. It's going to be via zoom. You will, you will be sent the link. So it's at 7.30 GMT and then it's going to be 7.30 US time, whether it's, we're still trying to figure it out with the US because we have a lot of people asking us questions about that because it's, it is a worldwide event and we want to make sure that everybody is going to be able to tune in. But yes, please, please support the Actors Fund, the Theater Support Fund. And they're such amazing, they're supporting amazing charities and artists across the whole industry. And we are, you know, just make an evening out of it. That's what I'm saying. I won't make evening. Please dress up. Yeah. have a glass of wine i don't know a whole household in one show you're going to be able to see kevin clifton you're going to be able to see dominic from so you think can dance you're going to be able to see patricia kelly you're going to see the royal ballet so i think it's such a an amazing thing for one household they're going to you know that is uh, the first time variety show that's going to yeah. be able to offer you and please enjoy it and clap we're not going to be able to hear you but clap <laughs> if you love something <laughs> yeah that's that's why i want everyone to watch it as well because like we've all done like individual bits here and there but this is like across the board you're, you're getting like the best of the best in so many like different areas um and all, all in one show i think it's a phenomenal thing that you're doing and i'm really Thank excited so about it um, and i'm so excited and fashion i'm so excited to have you <laughs> and here you sing <laughs> and i can't wait to watch you and fashion dance again <laughs> That's thank you. That'll be exciting for, so for a lot of people, especially Strictly fans listening. Um, Anya, thank you so much for coming on the show. And also, um, so riseupwitharts.com. And um, and also, if you want to follow Anya on any particular social media. It's just Anya Garnis, yeah. Anya uh, Instagram, Garnis Twitter. On, on all of them. Okay, easy yeah. enough. Yeah, <laughs> easy enough. <laughs> I ask and it's really complicated. And it's like, oh, oh some, some could be, yeah. <laughs> I, I 79, 84, 92. Yeah. Kevin Clifton. <laughs> no, but even, even mine, I have to always explain because like when I sort of joined any of the social medias, Kevin Clifton was already gone. So all mine's Kevy Clifton. Because okay. like, like yeah. you... Everyone that knows me from like Burn the Floor and, and all that, everyone calls me Kevy anyway. Uh, like yeah. you always call me Kevy. I always Kevy, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I just became Kevy Clifton, but the number of times like so people have gone, it's not working, it's not you, or like <laughs> whatever. I'm like, no, it's K E V I R. Yeah, easy enough. Somehow I'm Googling and I'm the only one for now. So it's good. <laughs> I'm not changing my name. <laughs> Anya Garnis, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you, Kevin.